Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the CS School podcast. My name's Grace Gupta, and I'm a copywriter here at Customer Success Collective. The objective of this podcast is simple. We speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success and strip them back to basics and discover how best to apply these strategies. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Nina Mayanimi, Senior Customer Success Account Manager at Microsoft. Hi, Nina. Thank you so much for joining me on the CS School podcast. How are you today? I am very good. And thank you very much for inviting me. I'm excited to talk with you. No, thank you for coming on. Honestly, absolute pleasure. Um, So to begin, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your career journey up to date, how you got into customer success and what is your current role like as a senior customer success account manager at Microsoft? Because that sounds really interesting to me and I'm sure our (laughs) listeners would like to know. Okay, absolutely. So um, I am 44 years old, so I have worked in international business for, I think, 18 years. I was with Nokia and I have been with, of course, with Microsoft and and some other companies in in this field. And and I have BBA and MBA degrees, so that's my educational background. Mm. And um, I've been in direct customer success role now for three years. But when you when you ask how I got into customer success, I have to say that I feel that customer success has always been my passion, first of all. And it's I think it's everyone's responsibility in any organization. Mm. So I feel it extends even to internal roles that are not directly interacting with customers. And I worked previously, for example, as an advocacy manager, as a vendor for Microsoft. And in that role, I also kept my focus on customer success despite working only with internal people. And I also worked as material specialist at Microsoft, but even though I wasn't in touch with end customers, I was with our vendors. So that's how it's always also connected with customer success. So I feel that that uh, because almost every role tries to bring value to customers. So maybe this is something that I'd like to ask the listeners. And maybe if you can, listeners can comment that, do you feel that everyone should take accountability of customer success in some level, regardless of the organization? So that's something that I always think about. And for what comes to the CSAM role or the customer success account manager role, uh, well, I think it's very interesting. Uh, there is customer relationship management, account planning, delivery management, also deal management. And you have to be technically skilled. For example, I have a certifications in Azure Fundamentals and Dynamics and Power Platform. But it's still not mainly a technical role. It's more of a being a trusted advisor for our customers and helping them get value of the technology that we provide and help them succeed in cloud, for example. And I do love what I do and I have wonderful customers and colleagues. So I'm very happy in this role. Oh, it sounds fantastic. I absolutely love that. Um, So we're going to be talking today about busting the myths of empathy and accessibility. Now, empathy is a, you know, it's a very common term in the customer success field you know if you go on linkedin you'll hear empathy value you know it's it's a it's a it's not quite a buzzword of course but there are lots of different interpretations of its meaning um and perhaps you know i mean i'm a bit of a lay person i'm not in the customer success you know i'm not a customer success manager but i'd say it's fair probably fair to say that accessibility is probably the lesser known of the two when it comes to customer success right we all know about empathy so I think to start this episode off, could you perhaps define the concepts of empathy and accessibility? 
and how they're comp- applicable to customer success. You know, are they both connected, for example? You know, I'm really keen to hear your thoughts about this. Of course. So uh, empathy is the ability to emotionally understand what other people feel and see things from other point of view, imagining yourself in their place mm-hmm. and kind of, a, as they say, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And then accessibility addresses these kind of a discriminatory aspects related to equivalent user experience for people with disabilities. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, I work a lot with uh, digital accessibility. So that is that is an area that is, of course, close to my heart because I work in technology. And empathy and accessibility definitely go hand in hand because uh, how could you build accessible products and services if you don't have empathy for the users? That's the only way you can really understand what people need, especially people with disabilities. And um, they both apply and they are important to customer success. Uh, Lots of studies show that customers need empathy. Uh, They demand empathy because today customers know more and want more and there are so many channels that they can use and and they are really having a voice for example through social media that if we don't use empathy then we will definitely be in trouble (laughs) you can say that absolutely Uh, thank you and that's kind of gone on to my next question really because i was wondering you know why is empathy important for customer success and the significance of accessibility but i kind of want to know how do you, how do these terms how does how do empathy how does accessibility how do these ways of thinking and the ways of i guess building your products how do they affect you know other key metrics that customer success managers use you know how do, how do they impact say satisfaction or retention you know what have you got to get right and you know and if you don't get them right how how what's that knock on effect to other sort of you know key things customer success professionals are ma- measuring yeah, that's a really great great question because if we don't know what the impact is, then we will not use those. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 starting from accessibility, maybe uh, if you don't consider that, then you are basically saying no to fifteen percent of your customers, mm. approximately, because yeah. uh, over one billion people in this world have a disability. It can be temporary or invisible as well. So uh, we shouldn't afford to ignore all the customers that this affects. And because it's a human imperative, and that's why it should be included whenever we think about customer success. And empathy and accessibility absolutely impact customer satisfaction and retention, because if we do not understand our customers' needs or serve products that, and services that are accessible for all, then surely we will start losing customers. Let's think about one example I heard uh, from one retailer. They had developed a mobile app. And they then got this feedback from a blind person who said that they weren't even able to log into the app. So they weren't even able to start using it because it did not support a screen reader. And this was the retailer said that this is uh, very valuable information for them because they had not considered this, unfortunately. And now they knew that they had a big issue to tackle here because they were losing customers. And of course, they can't get a good reviews either if, if customers can't even use the product that they are serving for the service. And today, as social media is so strong and people look up to social media for reviews when booking services, for example, the feedback is everything. Yeah. And then if I think about accessibility, if you don't care about it, uh, you can say that it can harm your reputation as well. And that, of course, also affects the way that customers look at a service or brand. 
there was this article uh, some a few years back stating that Israel's energy minister was not able to enter into Glasgow meeting due to entrance that was not accessible for people in wheelchairs. This is not digital accessibility, but it's still yes. accessibility. Mm. So she had to wait for two hours before being able to go in. So this is kind of a good example that this is a high profile event and they were they could not make it accessible. So can companies afford to do that to their customers anymore? I mean, and uh, yeah, it's like a huge, obvious failing. Like it, sh it mm. should be something everyone should be focused on. Right. It seems yes. like it seems yes. I mean, it sounds obvious when you when you when you say it back like that. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. No worries. That is a. That is a. I. I was shocked also to read that, and it just states that maybe companies are not yet realizing how important it is for their reputation, and the impact for customer success metrics are clear. So, uh, for example, there are studies that state that that empathy is the competitive edge that leaders are missing, and organizations that teach their managers to show empathy will discover exponential results. And it helps in, for example, building an inclusive workplace where everyone feels that they can thrive. And this means that they also give their best to the customers. And if we don't develop products with empathy that are accessible, we pre prevent uh, customers from getting a positive experience and creating an emotional connection with our brand. So in, as Microsoft, AI is in big role. And, and today, many companies grow in AI solutions and and uh, we need to keep in mind in that area as well that we should go value first, not technology first. There was this funny incident at a Finnish insurance company where a customer had purchased uh, insurance for their child. And when the child was born, they chatted to the chatbot that they would like to activate the insurance. And the insurance company's chatbot responded that, sorry to hear you had an accident. So... <laughs> This was, this was a funny funny example of how maybe the AI solution could not uh, totally uh, interpret, uh, have empathy for the yeah. customer and understand what they were saying. They were just interpreting the key words maybe, but but not going I mean, deeper than that. Yeah. I mean, that's a key thing now with, if, you, if you just type into chat GPT, you know, mm. it will say something like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just... I don't know anything prior to 2011 or, mm -hmm. and it doesn't, it can't quite, it's, it's not going to rip well at the current stage. It can't replace that exactly the human. Yeah. It doesn't have that kind of, that, that's, that's sort of, you know, the je ne sais quoi, you know, that, that, that thing that makes us human, that kind of yes. empathy. Human. So yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, I really like that you touched on sort of how empathy give you sort of the, you know, a business is a competitive edge. Um, and, you know, I think it's interesting to take that angle because, you know, as I said, you know, empathy, you know, you only have to go onto LinkedIn and spend a few minutes scrolling down and you'll see empathy or value or really, really mm. important, crucial terms. But, mm. you know, they are they are everywhere. And I think it's interesting how you said, you know, it gives gives businesses and customer success teams a competitive edge. But what the, you know the reason the reason you're, well the reason you're on the podcast is you know I'd love to, <laughs> love to speak to you but also we are busting the myths of empathy and accessibility yes. so lots of people will be familiar with it but I'd like to ask based on your experience what um if any are the common myths or perhaps misconceptions around these terms Arena what are the myths or misconceptions around empathy and accessibility in customer success and and and, and businesses world you know world mm. yeah i love to bust these myths because there are <laughs> are some and for empathy let's start with the one that people might many people think that it's a weakness so 
I'd like to share one example of my career previously, not from Microsoft, but previous uh, company where I worked worked with and, and I worked with this uh, uh, entrepreneur and I noticed that that the, her employees were not so satisfied and I uh, recommended to her that she would make a, a employee satisfaction survey and mm. she responded to me that why would I listen to them talk bad about me so I think that's a good example of how mm. if a manager uh, leader is missing empathy and doesn't have the courage or the strength to listen to your mm. uh, employees then surely we can understand that things won't improve <laughs> from there. So this is a good example that even though people think that empathy is a weakness, it's actually a strength. So you, you need courage to, to be empathic and to listen to customers and employees. And, and also I think the misconception may come from the fact that some people think that empathy means letting go of your own opinions and kind of uh, uh, doing what others want. And that's not that's not at all the case. So empathy is not accepting bad behavior from people or letting go of your own opinions. So it's about having confidence to say your message in a way that you create a better collaboration and reduce the resistance that you get. So it actually makes you a better negotiator. Hmm. And then uh, there's also the, the myth about empathy just about being kind. So that's also not true. So uh, it's not even, even a feeling if we think about that psychology says that it's a set of skills that makes us makes us understand and interact with others around us so so we shouldn't mistake it for kindness just kindness of course it's part of that as well mm -hmm. but then if we think about accessibility um, this is something that people often link to niceness also that just about have being nice but it's not really business critical but nowadays it is like I mentioned, mentioned, one billion people in this world have a disability. It can be temporary, invisible, permanent. Every one of us will experience it most likely if at some point of our lives. I mean, invisible disability may be, for example, that you uh, can't use your hand or something like that. You are injured and you can't use your hand and then you need something with the technology that you can use it without your hand. So things like this. So it's actually a business critical uh, feature that you need and and also, we need to remember that some huge money-making uh, uh, innovations were made for people with disabilities. For example, touchscreen, audiobooks, mm. they were first designed for people oh. with disabilities. So when we design for people with disabilities, the best scenario is to design for all, and that's how we win. <laughs> so maybe those were the myths yeah. that I want to bring out here. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really, no, it's really, really made me think, actually, because you're right. You know, you are, it's... Obviously, particularly accessibility and and empathy, they are. We like to think of them as positive, positive mm. forces in the workplace, and they should be always. You know, everyone should strive for them. But at the same time, yeah. you know, it's not just about being nice to everyone. Like you said, it's if you're not doing those, you're missing out on a huge demographic, mm. and yes. it's gonna gonna bite you back really if you're not you know doing mm. those things. So, love that. Thank you. So we've defined what empathy and accessibility are, and we've said what they're not um, and how they operate in your organization. But I think now at this stage of the episode, I'm curious to know, how do you measure empathy and accessibility? Because, you know, after all, I think that's the classic, classic thing about customer success, isn't it? It's, it's very much human-led, but also data-driven. So it's kind of that balance, isn't it? So mm. so much of it is about, you know, find, you know, analyzing your customer data, providing a story and reasoning for your strategies, 
but obviously empathy and accessibility are very, very human characteristics. So I'd quite like to know, you know, how, how do you, how do you measure these concepts? You know, could perhaps you share some KPIs that businesses might use to measure the impact of empathy and accessibility initiatives, um, you know, led by customer success teams. Um, and I guess, you know, to communicate the value of customer success, you know, particularly to the C-suite, you know, data is always going to be a, 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 the, the best place to start. So how yes. could you, how could you lead these, how could these efforts lead to long-term benefits for the company? You know, so, mm. yeah. That's a really good, yeah. Really a good question again, because I think this is one, one thing that is preventing companies from, from doing this measuring empathy because it's really difficult and it sort of is, I, I'm not denying that because there are no ready-made uh, no, like yeah. known KPIs like customer retention or something like that. But, uh, it can be done and it and many companies do it already i'm i'm happy to say that mm. uh, empathy itself can be a kpi for a company but each organization needs to des- decide how to measure it and what's best for their organization but usually i would recommend that it starts with an empathy assessment so how is the empathy in your organization uh, so maybe an outside consultation or anything but but uh kind of a checking that that have you are you for example uh asking for feedback so you look at kind of a look at different areas. Are you asking for feedback from people? Do you uh, have user testing or product testing with people with disabilities? Or are you just uh, designing them by engineers trying to imagine what it's like to walk in the shoes with some of someone with a disability? Mm. Look at the policies you have. Are you using accessible tools and technologies, for example, in your remote meetings? Uh, does your marketing team use accessibility checker when sending out an email or presentation? So there are these small things that you need to assess first to get the empathy level of your organization. And that's something that I recommend every company to do. Then if you think about uh, how you can uh, truly measure it, you can, for example, give empathy training to one customer service team and not to another. And then you can see which customer service team gets better results, for example, in customer satisfaction or things like that. So that way you can measure the impact of empathy. Of course, the data-driven driven metrics are important. And one, one method is to use polls to measure empathy levels, mm-hmm. for example, in online meetings. And you should have a have questions about empathy and run them regularly with your, with your people. And you can focus on different areas such as the uh, feeling of empowerment, uh, meaning from your work, uh, reassurance you get. Do, do people feel that they are getting reassurance? Authenticity, uh, can they be their authentic selves? Collaboration, mm. anything like that. And then with that data that you get from those polls, you can pinpoint if you have empathy deficits and in which area. And I think it takes time to develop and measure and it's not a quick solution, but it's truly worth it. And you have to kind of uh, recognize the uh, empathy notches that you have in your company. These kind of uh, low cost, but high impact measures. So you can together, they, they might, might seem uh, unimportant when you do it individually, but together they make a huge impact. So an empathy notch could be, for example, uh, measuring the time, the amount of time that people get interrupted in meetings or uh, looking into customer feedback that the salespeople get or mm-hmm. asking people people if they feel they are heard in company events or things like that. And they are kind of these empathy nudges that you collect and you get the data from. So that is, that is it is difficult, but you need to kind of uh, tailor it for your organization. And maybe for accessibility, well, KPIs resulting 
from an accessibility level, audits are important. So there are many audits that you can do to check the accessibility in your company and, and it kind of gives you this uh, value of accessibility. And then you can think about things like, have you are you training people for accessibility skills? Are you do you have inclusive hiring program? Things like that. Mm. So yeah, sorry I couldn't give you a, a tailor-made answer. Here are the KPIs. <laughs> but no, I don't think there would be one to be honest. But it sounds yeah. like it's definitely being creative mm. with with your with your specific organization and sort of yes. think what works for that. You know, um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant answer. Thank you very much. Um, so before we wrap up, I wanted our listeners to know that actually in a couple of weeks time, you're speaking at the customer success festival in Amsterdam, aren't you? On May yes. 10th. I'm excited. <laughs> oh no, I can't wait. I think, and especially because I think this is such an important topic, empathy and accessibility. Um, and you're going to be giving a really in-depth exploration of this topic that we've discussed today. And your, yeah, your session is called accessibility and empathy for customer happiness um and so hopefully for listeners this has given a taste of all the good stuff that's to come but in your own words could you let us know what people can expect from your session uh people can expect uh insights on why empathy and accessibility are business critical tools and ways of working that we really need if we want to gain customer success and if we want to create that emotional connection with our customers and make them trust our brands. So definitely you will hear me busting myths, myths about empathy and accessibility and proving to you that they are business critical, not just things that are nice to have. And I'm really, really excited to speak about this and thank you in advance for anyone who comes to listen to this. So really appreciate it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I think um, oh, it's going to be such a good session. And also there are, you know, there are loads of other great sessions as well. Are there any others that you're particularly looking forward to watching or, you know, you might have earmarked or something? Yes, there are many, many, many sessions that I'm excited to uh, watch. But uh, one was uh, because, well, the world see just seems to get crazier and crazier. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was this really interesting session about delivering competitive advantage in tough times. It was by Will Olstein and Justin Diane Brown. So that's one. And also the interactive roundtable discussions, <laughs> that those are yeah. really interesting. So lots of great things coming up. Looking forward to them. Oh, fantastic. Thank you very much, Nina. Um, unfortunately, time is not on our side and that's all we've got time for, I'm afraid, today. But the conversation isn't over. Um, you know, I'm sure they, if, if anybody's been really struck by this conversation, I'm sure they, you know, they could reach out to you on LinkedIn or, yes. you know, carry on that conversation if they've got, you know, got a specific question they want to ask you. Um, yeah, this, this isn't over. And we think we're going to be having more and more conversations about empathy and accessibility and really what it means for customer happiness. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Nina. It's been an absolute delight. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.